This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. Welcome to the True North Collective podcast. <laughs> Today's episode, there are not going to be any guests. It's Rachel and I. It's been a about four months since we did an episode just the two of us back in April we did the who the fuck am I episode where we talked all about our identities and got into our lives and what was happening in the midst of COVID and we thought it'd be fun just to catch up a lot has changed in both of our lives there are new realities that were wrestling with and just trying to figure out and a part of this podcast journey for us is really that we do share the journey not only our guests journeys but both Rachel and I are in a constant state of growth and learning and unlearning and we want to be able to share that with you all too we don't have all the answers our lives can be a mess and we're all just trying to figure it out and figure out how to be the most authentic versions of ourselves each and every single day. So we hope you enjoy this conversation and get to see an inside look into our lives. Enjoy. Are we ready to check yeah, back? I'm like so, ner- talk I'm about so nervous life. because I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about life. We'll catch up. What's happening? You know? Yeah, it's a very big question. Yeah, what it's like to be living in this 2020 world. I think, so the last time you and I had a conversation, just you and I, at least in the podcast, obviously, (laughs) um, was back in April? April, when we talked about identity. Was that before or after the COVID episode? after wow because it was the last day in my apartment in slow and since then what i'm like six six places six places i've lived in separation huh wow yeah. wait i thought the last place oh because you were in Pas- paso Robles, yeah. or robles yeah Pas- yes. paso robles i don't know everyone says it the gross way and now yeah. i can't remember i know like, me neither Castle Robles. That's how everyone like. I don't yeah. think that's it, but that's how people say it. Yeah, I think Castle so. Too. Robles is the. I feel like the proper. It's the pretty way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I. I a lot. I'm almost. I mean, I'm in the process of my coaching certification, as you know. Um. Another one that I'm doing, and so I'm kind of in the final stages of that. So the next like two months I should hopefully complete that which would be awesome and then I actually am I got myself one of those um I got a salt cup for like a period cup you know I don't have any idea is that like a menstrual cup yeah is that okay okay yeah yeah yeah, I was like salt cup does it have salt in it (laughs) it's called the brand is called salt okay yeah um so I'm testing it out right now and it's like it's right. Nice. 
Yeah. Right? See, that's, I'm so in all that I right now. I was really I mean, nervous. I was like sweating all day. And I texted Megan, who was on the Enneagram podcast, because she's the one who was like, you got to get this all out. She's like, you keep putting tampons into your body. It's so toxic. And I was like, I, you're right. I do need to not do that anymore. And so I got the soft version, but I was super nervous, but it was really easy. There's like things when you read the instructions, it's like, it's okay if you think you've lost the cup inside of yourself. (laughs) You haven't. So just, it's like (laughs) rule number one, relax. Uh, if you still can't get it out then email this person (laughs) but I took it in and out in and out like a bunch of times today well three times today and then I was like well I sit on the floor when I do this podcast so I'm gonna see what it feels like when I do that um so far so good like I think yeah they say to test it out before you actually have your period because which I'm really glad I thought of that um, because, yeah, I'm, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> it will be. This is like not exactly the same, but you're reminding me when I got my roof rack for my stand-up paddleboard, the directions on it were terrified. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was showing a picture of like, no wind and then it's like a car flipping out over (laughs) just like all this shit that could go wrong I was like what the hell Yakima like I didn't none of this crossed my mind and now I'm scared that my car is just gonna flip over if it's windy dude (laughs) wind is no joke yeah I I am still worried when I moved to Milwaukee um so for those of you who are listening who don't have never been to Milwaukee there's a bridge there called the Hone Bridge and it like goes up over like near the lake not over the down it like not over the city but it's kind of like a very prominent well-known bridge and when I first moved there I was driving on it and it's like you could feel the wind up there and I was freaked out and I was like Dylan oh my god the wind and he's like yeah somebody once there I don't know if he said like the wind push them off the bridge or like something and I was like what oh my god oh my god and I was freaking out which it was a not true. And the entire, he literally just recently was like making a joke about it. And then I was just like, I can't believe that they have that bridge open. If people have like gotten pushed off because the wind, it's so irresponsible. And he was like, no, that's not true. (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, do you know how much cars weigh? I'm like, yes. That's why I was like, I cannot believe that that happened and that they kept it open. That's what I keep telling myself with my paddleboard. I'm like, my car is just, I mean, you cannot fit anything else in it. So it's as heavy as it possibly yeah. can be. It's a car. I was like, no way can the car flip over with the paddleboard on top of it. I'm just like, I don't know what this dumb diagram was, but Yakima, <laughs> stop putting these ideas in my head. Yeah, it's- Seriously. Come for you. I'm gonna at you. So we're tell everybody where you've been since then. Cause you've been all over the place. I really have been. Um, so since our last catch up, and I had my apartment in San Luis Obispo, and with everything that happened, I don't really know how much we got into it, but just with COVID and things changing and losing income sources, and at the time 
um, we were selling the condo and I was paying both the mortgage and rent. So I ended up actually moving back into the condo for a bit and then that finally sold. And then as Rachel just said, I got an Airbnb up in Paso Robles, which is I think 30, 40 minutes north of San Luis Obispo. And I'll give it a little holler, even though I'm still not drinking. Um, <laughs> it is, I think it actually has more wineries than Napa. So it's like the biggest wine area in the United States, which I didn't go to any wineries because COVID and everything. But <laughs> in my mind, it's like, I live in wine country. Um, so I did that for a bit and just a little over a month. And then I packed up everything, drove to Las Vegas for a night. Don't worry, I didn't interact with anyone there from a COVID standpoint. Avoided people. Um, and then went to Salt Lake to stay with a few of my friends. Was there for about three weeks. And I went down to Southern Utah, to Moab, stayed there for about a week. And now I'm in Leadville, Colorado, which is the second highest city in elevation in the United States. Apparently it has the brewery here, they claim that they are the brewery at the highest elevation. So what, I have a thing here, 10,152 feet elevation is where it rests. That's awesome. What's been Ooh. your favorite thing so far? Ooh, it's been so much. Um, I would say, I don't even know if I can pick a favorite. I mean, Moab is beautiful. So just like being there and also just having that time for myself again was really nice. Um, a part of, I feel like a lot of this journey for me is, you know, it is getting to know myself again. It's getting confident in my abilities. I think sometimes for me, I, I get like, I, people probably don't believe this about me, but like I get scared and like I think of all the bad scenarios in my head pretty easily and I have to like talk myself into things. So even in Moab, there were certain hikes that I would read and like one was like moderate, I don't know, but a bunch of people were like, you have to do this and this ladder climbing and did it. And I was like, okay, I was like, should I be doing this by myself? Like, I don't want to get hurt and be in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. And like, I feel like that's where my mind always goes. And then like, whatever, just like try it. You can always turn around. And I mean, it was totally, it was super easy and absolutely fine. And I just like, I was carrying my damn dog, like up ladders and stuff, <laughs> you know, like my 50 pound dog. So it was fine. Um, but I do think it's fun. Like just, yes, there are things that you have to worry about as a solo female traveler, of course, but just remembering that I'm like safer than I think I think in my head sometimes. Um, and that it's it's like not that bad or not that scary to just travel around by yourself. So I think that's really cool. I mean, it's great to see my friends, Nick and Brian and like have them show me around Salt Lake and just, I haven't lived with anyone other than a significant other in a while. Um, so it's kind of fun. Like, I mean, it's, you know, three weeks, but it's like fun to have roommates that you love and care about and like roommates, I don't know, house guests. I did, I, I did like dishes and took out the trash and everything. So I consider myself a roommate. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was really fun. And then yeah, up here it's just like I feel like I'm just getting the opportunity to continue to practice be me and stepping into this new person that we probably talked about last time on the identity episode of like just trying to figure out like who is Janelle in her 29th year of life and who do I want to be in my 30s and just practicing and practicing and practicing and paying attention. What's been the most surprising self-discovery you've uncovered 
since you've been traveling while also self-discovering? Before I answer that question, wanted to pause and let you all know that we just launched Amplify and Amplify is a mini series by the True North Collective podcast dedicated to highlighting the untold stories of everyday black indigenous people of color fearlessly finding and living their true north amidst the current systemic realities, past, present, and future. This has been a project that's been really important to both Rachel and I, making sure that we're using our platform, however big or small it is, to amplify and share stories of people that are different than us and making sure that we're also learning and unlearning and we're challenging ourselves to be a part of conversations that a lot of times we might consider to be uncomfortable. Our first episode is live and you'll see additional episodes coming up. There will also be a take action as a part of each episode where if you're interested, you can donate to support a cause that our guests have chosen to promote on the podcast. All right, let's jump back in. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, so I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. about <laughs> me? Um, I, the thing that's coming up really recently, and you and I talked about this, but we, we recorded an episode with Emily on intimate relationships, and I have been practicing really just trying to, like, own where I'm at. That's really hard for me. Like in in 2020, I, we've kind of gone in and out. Like it, it's been. I'm like so excited about this year, and I'm, I think I'm actually gonna look back on it like fondly. Apart from there's obviously a lot of horrific things happening, um, and like I I've never experienced depression like I have until this year. Like you know, there's a lot of quote unquote negative things, um, but. At the same time, like just sitting in those things and being able to walk away from it now and not being as afraid to say like, yeah, I am kind of a fucking mess right now. And not really, but kind of, right? Like, you know, it's like a healthy growing mess, but like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know, and like really being able to own that and um, try to find the balance because I know like I've learned about myself this year too like how much I actually have been sort of a, a performer like it's easy for me just to step into what I think people want even if I don't think that's what I'm doing it's like so much of a default and I think we all do it it's like you know it's the people pleasing um so having those moments of just like this is me period no explanation <laughs> just like this is where I'm at and then trying to not spiral out around it either. Like when you're sharing those vulnerable parts of yourself and just be like, said it, it's my truth. Your reaction does not make it invalid or anything else. <laughs> and now I'm just going to sit here and be really, really uncomfortable, but this is actually me. So take it or leave it. Um, so I don't know if that's like quote unquote surprising, but I feel that it's been interesting and you know I talked about I had like my first vulnerability hangover it's like a pretty <laughs> term where you open up to someone and you feel really good while you're doing it and then the next day I was just like fuck <laughs> like 
that kind of sucked actually and now I'm just spiraling and it feels so icky to feel this exposed but like I know this is what I want to be able to like be that exposed and just be in my own truth and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks so that has been I've never experienced that before which therefore means I've probably never been <laughs> vulnerable um, or I mean I think I have but just like in in safer spaces like I, I think I'm taking bigger risks like it's not like you or Joaquin or Jess or like friends that I've had for a long time where it's easier obviously to be like okay well you know me we have history um like here's another layer of me it was more like you don't know me that well you can walk away but this is where I, I'm at this is my truth yeah I hear a lot of um staying connected to eat what's important to you uh even though it feels scary and then in that too it's like almost remembering what is I've been playing a lot with like what's dangerous here and what's just like my own perceived barrier of fear, you know, fear barrier yeah. that actually isn't dangerous. It's just new and different. Um, and I hear you being able to like gut check the feeling with like, what did I say that I actually wanted? It was this, I am safe. Okay. I'm going to sit with this. That's what I'm hearing anyways. I think that's super accurate because it's not yeah it's not like any of it's not safe it's not like I'm doing like I, I don't feel like I'm really actually overexposing myself or like giving my you know giving it all away but I'm I'm exposing myself more than I normally do in these types of scenarios so it is it is just like yeah, it's practicing and yeah. it is really uncomfortable and it's scary but not it's still safe even okay, if I'm you gonna feel ask, fear yeah I'm gonna ask you uh you're gonna be so annoyed that I'm asking you this question. Um, <laughs> how do, how, what does it feel like in your body to own where you're at? How do you know that you're doing it? Our hitters. <laughs> this is like my life coaching session, apparently. <laughs> Didn't realize this was gonna happen today. Um, how do I? I think there's, there's sort of like a, a steadiness or like a, a healthy weight if that makes sense not like a heavy weight but like a grounding in it where even as I was sitting in a vulnerability hangover and I was like straight up fucking sobbing which I probably just needed to release something anyway I think it was like accumulation of weeks of me not crying and just moving quickly um it was just like I know I'm so uncomfortable and I'm scared right now but that grounding of like this is actually what you keep saying you want to develop and so it it's almost like the the weight that keeps you from floating away into your emotions or like into your fears it's like no this this is okay like if I check in in my heart that feels grounded like that feels okay whereas my head will spiral, like my stomach will feel the anxiety, but my heart can be like, actually, you're in the right place, even if the rest of your body is freaking out right now. Yeah, I ask because I'm, I mean, for different reasons, but I'm 
playing a lot with recognizing, oh, there's so many layers to this, but I'm playing with, in this certification program that I'm in, it includes an eight week mindfulness course. And they have you, and I've never done mine. I mean, maybe people have shared this with me, but it didn't sink in. So it, it, it is, it is now. And but what I'm really taking <laughs> feels new. Um, but what I've taken from it is the, the practice, they have us do it in a lot of, you know, different ways, whether it's an actual sit, uh, a formal sit or, um, an informal practice of like when you're showering, just like actually taking a shower and naming what you're feeling without making an evaluation. So, and then noticing when you've made an observation that is, would only be made by you through your perception. And so I've been playing a lot with that throughout my days of like, just seeing how much I'm just playing out an evaluated observation versus actual reality. And, and yeah. And, and so part of that is in being able to sit with what is my reality or reality and when I can, and then owning it. So it's like that whole process of like being able to recognize it and then choosing to honor your reality. So it doesn't mean you see your reality and you don't like it. So you avoid it. It's like seeing the reality and honoring it to the point where you allow yourself to process in whatever way that you can say, whatever you need to, whatever that is, make a boundary, speak a request, whatever. And then it's that the next step of it too, of actually then staying in the reality and recognizing when the response that you might get or lack of response becomes like the next set of the evaluation that you create or whatnot. And so the completion of me actually being myself is like checking in to your, to what you said, like checking in with like, okay, I said, I wanted to be myself. So I'm doing that. Being myself right now feels really wobbly. That's okay. I still said that I wanted to be here. So keep going. And it's like every step of the way, continuing to just check in. Um, and I do, I too find that, especially when I'm practicing really being real, real, like real for me, um, I, I get in my head too, like very much the ego, the inner critics are just like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, oh, you think you can get that? Oh, that's, and so like befriending that, you know, maybe not in the moment, but just like making a note, like, okay, I'm gonna have to come back to that. I don't know who you are, but we're gonna have a conversation. Um, and then recently, somebody was doing remote Reiki on me. She, it's a woman that I'm in coaching with. She's awesome. And actually, I'm gonna ask her if we can link to her in the show notes, because she's so cool. Um, but so she did a Reiki clearing, a remote Reiki clearing on me um, that she was just inspired to do. And she's been taking notes. And so she had this note in there that was like, stop using the thoughts. It was like basically delineating, like a lot of times I'll think about the head as being like the bad place. <laughs> you know, like, don't be, don't get stuck in the head. But she was speaking to don't get the, mad. Don't get stuck in the head. But she was speaking to the third eye as this space that is really like 
where wisdom, wisdom, analytical wisdom from the prefrontal cortex can make its way through. And so I was like, oh shit, again, nothing's really good or bad, you know? And so I was like, the head is not a bad place. And where is this information coming from? And then of course I have like all my clients show up with like, where are you getting that wisdom? My head, where are you getting that wisdom? My head. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, the third eye, maybe it's coming from the third eye. Maybe it's coming from, so yeah, it's just, it's been cool to just be, that was like a, I don't really know where it was going. It was just more a unpacking in live time. Um, but yeah, to really feel that owning of self, I, I, I agree with you. It's, there's, um, I was going to say duality. I don't think that's the right word. I mean, there's layers to it. It's more complex and I can feel like the truth and I can also feel my like safety responses going off too at the same exact time. And I remember feeling about this earlier, but there is a book that we're both reading slash listening to called the change triangle. And I bring it up because like without going into it and we can link to it, basically you have all these reactions and you experience, there's a core emotions that you can experience. And then there's, and I forget the term, I should reread it before I explain it, but there's these other emotions that a lot of times are actually sort of like blockers. Um, and that was something for me that really opened my eyes was that I feel anxious. And a lot of times we, classify anxiety as a negative and I feel anxious when I'm not able to express these other core emotions like sad I mean for me a lot of times it is sadness um sadness or anger or whatever it may be and I had always just been like I'm an anxious person I'm an anxious person like I don't know I've just kind of always been like this and reading that book and and seeing that anxiety is actually this this safety measure for my body it's like something is happening and you haven't like you as in me haven't created this safe space to be able to express these core emotions or like haven't felt it yet so like anxiety is basically just blocking you from feeling those things because you're so used to just not feeling sad or not feeling mad or not being able to express it so then your state is anxious and it's been interesting like yes my life looks really different right now and yes I still experience anxiety of course but I do feel like I experience it less frequently than I used to. Cause a lot of times when I'm feeling it now, I pause and I'm like, okay, something's happening here. Like I need to take the time to figure it out. And a lot of times it is because I'm like sad or, you know, something else is coming up or, you know, or sometimes it's even like a boundary was crossed and I haven't used my voice. And that's something I've been exploring this year too, is just finding my voice again. Cause I definitely feel not that I've lost it, but in the evolution of everything that I don't feel as confident now in, in using it as I used to. Like I used to really feel a strong sense of who I was at that time, which is true, I think, you know, in that evolution, that version of me. And now that I'm stepping into a newer version, it does feel shaky and it's just been interesting to to play with that concept and and see where I'm at. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. Like I'm excited. 
I'm excited that we have all these recordings. Not that I'm gonna like go back and listen to them all, but just oh, as, I like, do. <laughs> I mean, I, I do too. Read my journals back and like highlight oh, things. I am not. Like... There's like a thing where it's like, what kind of journal keeper are you? Are you a burner or a keeper or something like that? And oh, I'm totally I'm a, a burn. I'm a burner. I'm a totally total burner. My mom's a keeper. I finished but, my first journal and I actually went through and highlighted shit, and I was like, theme, theme. Dude, you said this year, like, just like taking notes. Like, yeah, I, here's my paper of my last year of life. <laughs> see, and that's good. I mean, that's great. I just yeah. can't. It's just like, I don't think I'm that succinct, first of all. I'm like, shiny object. Not, like, yeah. Um. Anyways. Oh, God. Oh, um, but I think it's cool, the idea that, you know, as much as I have said, there's no silver bullet. There's no perfect answer. And I do believe that, but it's like, you know, out in the wild in real life, you, I don't know, there's still like this secret little like, but if I have enough information, then, you know, I'll get majority of the stuff I want to deal with again. And that is just not true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's always new layers and new aspects of ourselves to be revealed. I mean, this year has forced everybody to re-examine all sorts of different aspects of who we are as humanity, who we are as individuals, collective. <clears throat> and in that, it's like, of course, things are going to get shaken up and you're going to start to go, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I was, I don't remember if we were, it was a recording that I shared, but I had watched, um, I had watched, uh, shit. What's that movie where the people are in the head? Inside out. Out. Inside out. Out. Yeah. And like where all of her islands start to crumble. Like that's what it has felt like this year for me. And I too had like a really solid sense of like, okay, I'm still figuring it out, but like, I've got these foundational elements and like, it's all just been totally blown up. And I guess it's teaching me that this is a journey. Like, and that's why with this podcast, and we're always like, what are the five steps to da 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 da? And it's like, yeah, it's not that. It's, it's those five steps or the whatever plan would literally just be how do you stay connected enough to listen to where you are now <laughs> and now and now? And now, and that's it because it's not about, it's not even about a feeling that you're trying to grasp. It's like, yeah. And so I just think it's really cool that we're going to have recorded evidence over our lifetime of that, of proof of that, because we're both so passionate about this and what does it mean? And, and not just in getting evidence from others, but learning what other people are saying and then taking it in and discerning it for ourselves. But through that, even just the past three years, it's like, there's always something new to uncover. There's always, we're always evolving. We're always growing. Like I'm not the same person that I was when we started this. You're not the same person that you were. I'm not the same person that I was three months ago. You know, it's we're always getting new information to sit with and invite us to recheck in 
It's almost like um, Preston's episode that we just did on religion where it's like, he said something, I think you shared the video, is something along the lines of like, um, wouldn't you want to know all the different ways, all the different religions so that you could reconfirm your belief structure? And that's almost what it feels like. I have these like tentative beliefs and tentative foundations and every single second, every day, every person I meet, every experience I have is an opportunity for me to reaffirm or change my core shit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. And just like being, doing it without shame, at least for me, it's just like remembering (laughs) you do have permission to be a completely different person tomorrow than you are today. If you, if that's really what you want to be and who you want to be and it's hard like it's I feel like for me I'm pretty sure I've journaled this haven't highlighted my new journal yet but I've talked about the simple analogy of caterpillar butterfly whatever and I feel like I'm in the butterfly stage mostly like still trying to figure out how to use my wings and everything but like in the butterfly stage but yet there's like one little insect leg that's like still wanting to hold on to the cocoon and just be like no don't let go that's you know that's the path like how do you just how do you just let go of that old self and it's not a full let going obviously we can still acknowledge it and recognize that it's part of our journey but there is a grieving process that comes I mean with all of this I, I think when I think about 2020 journey like I have as many of us have, have let go of so much. And with every opportunity to let go of something old, to build something new that I actually want moving forward, there, there's a lot of grief in that. And that's why anytime I mention the core motion, I feel like it's always sadness. And I think it's just because I am grieving, like I'm grieving, letting go of an old identity. I'm grieving, letting go of a relationship. I'm like grieving, letting go of these these expectations and things that I thought were going to happen and didn't end up happening. And again, I think it's all good. Like, I think it's getting me closer to this new state and person that I want to be, but, but, uh, but it, it, it's still a letting go process and it's still sad. Even if you know that everything is going to turn out and it's all working for you. Yeah. I, I think that there have been times along this journey where I've looked at you being almost 10 years younger than me and been like really judgment, judging towards myself because I was like, you fucking started this shit when you were 25. How are you going through the same stuff as somebody who is just starting 10 years younger than you, you've been doing this for, I don't know how long that is then, like 13, 12 years. It's like, how is, and I was like really judgy. And I think part of that is um, me really seeing, like I don't actually, or or as I've wrestled with that um, and been like, it's not true. Like I still, I did grow a lot. I did learn a lot. I did become an, an evolution, revolution, 
an, an evolved, evolved version, an evolved version of myself. When it, when I turned third, like there were moments through this where I evolved and I became the person that you met that you were like, Oh my gosh, I need to become, I need to be around this person. Like I was much more me than ever before. And, and yet now I'm here at 37 recognizing that there's another iteration that's ready to um, peel back. And so as you were saying, butterfly, I, I think that I too have held on to that imagery and it's so interesting. So earlier this year, or I don't know, whenever, sometime this year, I have spirit guides that I consult with. And one of them showed up, it was a yellow snake and <clears throat> almost like the Britney Spears boa constrictor, but not that big. Um, and I was like, snakes, snakes have never been a thing for me at all. And every time I'd be like, are you sure you're my guide? And it'd be like, yes, you know, <laughs> I am. They don't talk to me. It's more like I have a no, like I'm, I know what it is that they're saying to me. Anyway. Definitely talk to you like that. I, <laughs> I, like this yes. I see the tongue. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I've kind of like sat with it. It's been with me. It still is. And I love it. And as you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not a butterfly for me anymore. It's a snake. It's like just skin that gets shed off as I get more information. And it does make sense that I would be like our cycles of, of, of transformation just happen to coincide. And it's not a matter of having gotten anywhere. Like I'm just shedding the layer of skin that I'm ready to shed. You're shedding the layer of skin that you're ready to shed. And we just happen to be on a really similar cadence right now. And who knows if that'll like stay the same as this continues to evolve. It'll be really interesting to see uh, because we have maintained like a really similar cadence together, which has been cool to capture, even though we're going through such different things. And I guess I've never really been able to like, put that together until just now as we're talking that it's not the same but it is the same and it will come again like and that's I've, I've we've been talking quite a bit about like monogamy and that's the thing about that that is so crazy to me and I don't know I think I've gone back and forth on whether or not like monogamy is good, monogamy is bad, marriage is good, marriage is bad. And it's neither, right? But like, what does that actually mean? Um, but I think it does have a lot to do with like, what's your ultimate intention and goal? And, and what do you, how do you want to use that experience for you? And if it, you know, what are your goals? What is important to you? So it's like, I think I've always been seeking outside of myself of like, do you stay or do you go? Is it more important to, you know, fight always for the thing because of whatever, or is it more important to leave? Cause you need to be there for you and like fight for you. And, and it's like, you have to decide. And everybody always says like, there's no right or wrong. You just know, you know, but you do have to decide what is the experience that you actually want to have? What is most important to you? and it doesn't mean it's either or it means you could still do monogamy for the life cycle that that relationship is. And then can you check in at whatever point where you're feeling disconnected and say, 
now what do I want to experience? Now what is it time for me to experience? Is it time for me to lean in and figure this out? Is it time to go separate ways? It, it depends on so much. It depends on where you're at. What skin are you shedding? What, what are you trying to step into? Your partner? You know, the universe? Like, what's going on around you? So, There's just so much detachment in that. And we've had these conversations. In my mind, I want to have, like, become, be married at some point. And I want to have that relationship where I get to do life with someone but then we talk about all the, you know, these things and how much we can change and just even my past experiences and my last relationship, like how much I changed. And it's, it's very hard for me then to say like, how can anyone promise anyone forever? How? Exactly. Exactly. And That's I, what I mean. And I don't, yeah. Like, and I don't, like I want someone to promise me forever, but like not at the expense of like us both being miserable and not being yeah. ourselves. So then it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like what, what is relationship? What is friendship? And then I start to feel really lonely because I'm like, well, that you, you like, you can't hold on to anything because you know, at some point go ahead. going through life, this journey, like kind of like, your own like you will have people that'll show up right when you need them like I I can see that like I see that all the time in my life like this was the person I needed at this moment in time sometimes it's for a season sometimes it's for a reason maybe (laughs) there's like some quote I feel like people always talk about and sometimes it's for a lifetime maybe I don't even know because what is a lifetime but longer than that I feel like it's I feel like there's an and in it of like can it, it and that's the invitation of possibility like mm-hmm. can it be monogamy and you're both honest enough that when it gets to the point of I don't know it's I Bruno like had a a phrase that I cannot totally recall but she was like it's not till death do us part it's like till I don't, it was something else but like basically till the death of this connection do us part or something like that yeah. and it's like allowing you know not giving yourselves an easy out like making the commitment of like let's do everything we can but not at the expense of our hearts and we're going to be honest enough that if that's the case we know that that is a reality and that's okay so I don't know that's kind of what I've been playing with is can it be an and and that was one iteration there's probably a zillion other iterations of how it can be because I too feel the same way like not because society is telling me to, but I would like to experience the experiment of marriage between two people who really want to just give it a try wholeheartedly, but who will make sure that they are not doing it at the expense of their themselves. Yeah. And, and not that there isn't compromise, but it's like, I think it takes pretty aware people to be able to tell that line. Um, and I know myself, like I'm still, you know, finding those nuances and understanding those differences. Yeah. I had, um, I had shared this, you and I had this conversation, I don't know, this is probably the beginning of 2020 even. And I had talked about how, if you would have asked me, you know, five years ago or whatever, a while back about divorce, I never want a divorce, worst fucking thing in the world. I could never, 
not, you know, whatever. And now I'm just like, I don't know, like, is that just a part of living life? Like, not necessarily. Everyone's life can go different. Like, you could find that partner that really does stick with you for your entirety of life. But I'm also just like, well, can we just be happy we had those connections when we had them and we learned what we needed to learn from them and then also potentially be really fucking happy that you get to do it again? I mean, maybe not. Maybe you choose to stay single afterwards. But I think a lot of people do end up finding a new partner, a new relationship. Maybe it's not in the same system. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's just dating. But like that is also pretty cool too. Like to have these teachers in your life through relationship that like when there was, and I wish I remember what podcast it was. She used to talk about how relationships are basically just like a jungle gym for the mind. And I feel like once you can either like have that jungle gym stay exciting and you're still learning because the jungle gym's kind of changing and like you're both still playing on it or you have a new rendition of the game and you're still playing, but you're still playing the same game or you outgrow it. And that's fine. Like then it's fine time to find a new jungle gym to play on, but that doesn't have to be bad. Like, yes, it might be very painful. And again, it's that grieving process of letting go of an old expectation or version of self, but I've just been playing with that because I used to be just so against it. I'm just like, no, like this, you know, I grew up with parents that are high school sweethearts. They've been together for almost 40 years. Like that was my modeling. And so anything outside of that, it just seemed, I'm like, no, that wouldn't be the kind of relationship I'd want. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't know, like, would it, would it really be that bad? Like, I think what would be worse is to be trapped in a relationship I don't want to be in just for the sake of deciding that that's what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm married to this person. Yeah, and that's the question we each have to ask ourselves the whole way. And like, truly, and not that it's impossible, but to expect that two random people are going to be able to evolve at the same frequency and cadence and not that you have to i mean i guess you know it could be that you're there's a i mean there's there are ways of being at different places and still like you know maybe it eventually like catches up again or whatever i mean anything's possible um but I heard what I heard in that too from you was the acknowledgement of what, how you respond to the world openly. And so, whereas before you might have responded with, you know, shaming, shaming energy even, uh, but now you aren't. And like that, that's huge, I think. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. And how it changes is, I mean, openness and accepting and and trusting that people know what's best for them. And it's like trust is, I don't think this is my original 2020 word, but it's definitely all the time. Like anytime I have a problem, I'm like, just trust and it'll work out how it's supposed to work out. And like your problem is solved, basically. I mean, I mean it's, still, it's like as, more complicated as, than that, but... Well, and I can agree with you because I know you're putting in your work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not because I'm validating your work, but because you've told me I'm doing all yeah. this work and you're not just kind of like sitting back and like, oh, well, 
whatever happens yeah. happens you know it's exactly. like Not there's like, like a positive. there's an intent. yeah yes exactly there's like a proactive trust and yeah. you're co-creating the experience with the world around you and that to me is different than just blind trust of like, like yeah. <laughs> crossing your making a face <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's actually a really good point because I, I think for me, I've always known that I can take actions to like push myself forward, but then I, I want to be able to control the outcome. And that's like where the, the trust comes for me. It's like, okay, you can't control any of this other shit. You can't control other people's responses. You can't control their feelings. You can't, you know, control situations. Like really there's not that much that we have control in. So how can I take action to move me closer to who or what I want to be and just like trust that everyone else's journey if it's meant to like collide with mine dance with mine fucking explode with mine because I've had a few of those <laughs> like that that is all how it you know needed to work out but it's hard like it's hard I, I don't think I realized how much of like a controller I wanted to be and like when things didn't turn out my way how much of a victim I like to be it's just like this is like your fault you did this to me and then like now I'm just like oh I didn't put up a boundary and not like in a I suck kind of way but like I didn't put up a boundary I didn't use my voice I'm mad and annoyed because I didn't speak my own truth and just like bringing it back in it's like not about that person not about that person like it's you focus on you focus on you and remember that you are choosing everything in your life basically I mean there's some things yes like bigger systems that are harder to get out of and, and whatnot but in my day-to-day -day, for the most part like I'm choosing where I'm at and if I don't like it it's kind of my own fault Taking a really quick break to let you know that the True North Collective is on YouTube. How exciting. We have been starting to use video on these podcasts, so if you're more of a visual learner, make sure to check us out on YouTube. We will link it in the show notes, and you can actually watch our Zoom calls as well as listen to the audio. All right, let's jump back in. Yeah, I... Yes, and... I do, I actually have the tendency of then turning on myself. And so I have to work really, really hard still to recognize when I, so for like my younger years, it was easier for me to point the finger at everybody else as a way to control because I, because I knew what was going to happen if I didn't do that. And then I stop doing that. And then I really strongly pointed the finger at myself and it was harsh. And so I'm, I think I'm like in recovery from my own self-abuse and, um, and so I'm learning, I'm learning how to recognize when I am holding myself accountable in a really bullying way that is not actually helpful. Um, but there's something that I wanted to share that, again, I, Bruno and I have just been talking like crazy lately. Um, and we were talking about control, controlling versus aligned and integrated actions. And so, because her and I like both talk about like 
am I controlling this right now? Am I trying to control this right now? Or is this like just what I want and that's okay? And so for whatever reason, control versus aligned um, and integrated, those that language landed for me in this post on, on Instagram of being able to ask myself, am I trying to control somebody else? Am I trying to control myself? Or is this something that feels aligned and integrated for me? And I am then acting from that space, whether that is talk, is making a request, is making a boundary, not speaking potentially, but is it aligned and integrated? Um, Is this how I would act if I loved myself? Or am I just trying to control and be loved, be validated, or hide my own lack of security with myself or my own feeling, mask my own feelings of feeling like I'm a bad person. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I say it like, I'm like, oh, I'm trusting, but I did the same exact thing. I feel like I'd always blamed people. Then I started to take accountability and I still do. But then like I had so much compassion for all these other people that normally I would have blamed them. Now I'm like so compassionate towards them and I had zero, like, I'm only about zero, but I had very little compassion for myself. And so yeah. that has been a practice that I'm still, same thing. It's just like, I'm still just trying to be like, it's okay. It's, it's yeah. no, like it's not anyone's quote unquote fault, right? Like we all make mistakes. Stop expecting to be, I don't know. You know, just stop expecting yourself to be anything. Like you're still fucking human. and. I think some of the best humans constantly mess up and constantly fail and they just learn and move on. And yeah. that's really the hard, I mean, that's the hard part a lot of times because we're not like failure and trying is not typically celebrated. And so we all think we have to get it right. And that like this space that we've been creating, the conversations we've been having, whether it be an amplify or, you know, and other relationships for me, I'm like, I'm just trying to remember that what if my goal was to fail as much as fucking possible <laughs> and just to be, to be okay with that and to know that I tried to live and I tried to experience things and I jumped off fucking cliffs just to see what would happen. And you and I talked about this, like, yes, with some guardrails. So it's not just completely unsafe. Um, but I don't want to wake up in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, if I'm lucky enough you know, to live that long and feel a sense of regret that I didn't try. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that there's always going to be regret for something. Like there's always something that you're not, like you're not gonna be able to do it all. And uh, I've, that's what I've been sitting in, in the last, in like looking back on the last, I don't know, the scariest thing for me was like to go into my twenties and thirties and like waste it, you know, and not taking full advantage. And it's like, who's to say, and you know, I did do big things and there are now other big things I want to try and some big things I did that I want to do more of. And I don't know. Time is just such a construct. There was something else I was going to say, but I, I forgot it. So. Yeah. 
there's I sent you these lyrics and there's a song that came out by Wingtip and just like I was like, damn it. I feel like I wrote that, but one of the lines is just like too scared to settle, but too scared to try. Just feeling so feeble, like in the prime of your life. And I was like, Yep, I mean, I think I'm trying and I'm don't think I'm settling, but like that is the space that I feel like I'm constantly in. It's like I'm too scared to just like stick with this thing that I feel like I'm settling for, but then it's like, it's so fucking scary to try. And I just feel like I'm in the middle, you know, shaking in my fucking boots, just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Do I jump? Do I do, like what, none of these like, seem okay. And I, mean, I think for the most part I am jumping and I'm trying, but that's not necessarily what it feels like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. in my head. Um, when Again I'm, though, when like there's, there's no way for it to not, like hindsight is twenty twenty. That's why that's a cliched phrase. It's like you can always see so much more from that vantage point. And so how do you not have some sense of regret when we are peop- when we are humans who are trying to grow and evolve? There's no way that you can possibly look back at your younger years and not have a sense of like, oh, I wish I had known. Like it's just not possible unless you stay like the same the whole time, which you don't. And so, yeah, I think originally I wanted to have a conversation on regret, but I, through this, I'm recognizing that if I didn't, then it, maybe that would mean that I wasn't evolving as much as I have. And that's pretty cool. When you- Or is there like an acceptance? And if you accept, do you regret it? I don't know. I think you probably, it's probably both. I mean, I'm in the process of accepting. And I am grateful for the experience of both emotions and all of it in between because it's all expressions of life. But because it, I don't know, it, it makes it more real and it allows me to really get firmer right now so that I know what I'm looking, what I'm living into. And I know what I'm living into. And I can be a little gentler with myself now because I think it can create a lot of pressure for myself if I'm just like, I don't want to regret. I, I should be, I should, 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 should. And it's like, no, you're going to regardless. So just chill the fuck out <laughs> and just be here and know, do the best that you can let go of the rest and pay attention to what you regret so that you can actually do something different along the way. You know, like I think seeing you start to live out an idea that I've had in my, in my dreams and my vision, you know, when I would do visioning all the way since I was 30, it was like, I live in a van and I work from the road and I have full freedom. And you know, I found life coaching. So that was the first step. It was like, okay, now I need to get this certification. And then, you know, I find a way to like make the life coaching job that I had more mobile. And then COVID happens, which makes everything more digital. And it's like happening. And, and there was always something that I was still like, I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite ready. And then I see you start to take it. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, wait, what the fuck am I waiting for? You know, and so I think being able to feel that sense of regret for not having done it sooner or jumped in and just done it or whatever 
got me to pull the trigger now and to be like, it's time. Like no more waiting. It's time now. And so, so yeah, there is an acceptance piece, but I think that I would have gone into a conversation around workout being like, and now I'm sitting here being like, it's actually a pretty cool emotion. Just like how all of them are messengers. So I'm curious when you look out at the rest of the year, what are you, what is the actual question that I want to ask? Um, What shows up for you? I feel like it's still really blurry, but a little bit better than it was. Um, I am playing in like the essence and form space where before I left California, I was like, I want to buy my Airstream. I want to be out, you know, on the road. And then kind of realizing that that part of the vision, it wasn't time for it yet. Like I did audibly hear like the not yet uh, when I checked in with myself. And I had a really hard time with that because it that felt like action that I could take to get closer. And specifically when I was in Paso and I, I do think I hit one of my lowest points where I was just like, what is even the point of getting out of bed right now? Like there's, you know, like I had this, like the Airstream felt like this like beacon of hope, right. Of I get this Airstream and then I'm going to start this new venture. And when I heard not yet, it was just like that little bit of hope that I had just felt like it was gone. And it also felt super easy just to say then like, just stay here, just stay where you are. Like what, what are you really going to do then? Um, And to your point, like, I mean, I did jump and I jumped in a way that I didn't think I was going to. And I definitely don't think I really felt ready. Like I hardly even told people when I was leaving San Luis Obispo that it was happening because it felt so like such an idea that was out there, right? Like I kept on, like I would talk about it, but I didn't really like put a date on it. I was like very wishy-washy because like, I just, I don't, like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if this is really going to happen. Um, so anyway, to get to your question, like what do I see in the rest of the year? Like I still think I have that vision, but I'm also trying not to get too wrapped up in the form of like, I need this Airstream to live this mobile life. and. I can see that now. I don't have an Airstream. I am traveling across the country right now, working remote, and I'm doing like the essence. I mean, basically, even almost the form, <laughs> really, of like what I wanted. But to me, like, I was really clinging on to the Airstream as the vehicle to get me there. Um, and I do still think it's a part of like what I want, but I'm not, I'm not even sure if that's going to happen in 2020. Like, that might be a 2021 thing. Um, so right now from like, oh, I guess a logistical standpoint, like I am still just going to travel for a little bit more. Like I have about a month left of for sure, like on the road traveling and then I'm going to kick it in Wisconsin for a while. And I think that's also just going to be really focusing on like what foundation do I need to lay for my passions, my career, like how I want to make money in 2021 to make sure that I've done the work because right now I'm, I'm like living the half of it, but it, it is the balance, right? Like where I, to, I think I told you, like there are certain courses that I bought that I'm interested in getting into, but I'm also realizing like I 
have my full-time job and I want to be able to explore these places that I'm at. So it's like why I try to add like a bunch of other stuff on top of it. Like I want to hold that off for the end of the year when I am in a place that yes, I can still explore and venture, but like I'm probably going to need outlets anyway. And then regroup and just keep checking in from there. Like what, what does that look like? Do I, do I buy the Airstream? Do I just keep living out of my cross track and traveling around? I mean, like there, there is possibility. I think that's something that you've taught me specifically through life coaching is I tend to want to plan and have this definitive thing. And then when the plan doesn't happen, I can easily get frustrated and like shut down and just feel like it's all fucking trash then. (laughs) And how, how can I continue to stay open to whatever presents itself at the end of the year? Because at this point I am, I am really pretty fucking free right now. Like I really have no attachments to anything. So I'm just like, not that, and again, not that I'm just crossing my fingers and like, I mean, like, I don't go wherever, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't, like, I think something cool is going to show up. I just have to pay attention at this point. Like, I have my short-term trajectory, and now it's just time to continue to be present and to just see what life is going to throw at me and make my decisions then. So, it's not really, it's a very not solid answer <laughs> um, as far as logistics, but I think that's also been a part of the journey this year is just me learning to kind of have a plan, but also really just to be able to throw that plan away and go with the flow. And I don't think the Janelle of five, 10 years ago would be able to do that. So that's been interesting. What about you? Muted. That's the second time today I did that. Um, I think the two things that came up for me, um, when I asked you the question was focus. So really honing in on like the most important things for me right now, instead of spreading myself so thin. So, um, you know, really getting this certification and figuring out how that you know, I got it specifically so that I'd have the ability to coach more communities of people with um, more, you know, having the credentialing to be able to do that. And so really like following through on those things. And, you know, we got the RV. And so it's, how do I make sure I know how to use it 100%? Like, how do I learn about all the features in it and use the features that were created, not just that, oh, I don't know, it has this thing and I don't really know what it's for. Like, I want to know, like they put it in there for a reason. And so it's, I think it's depth a little bit, um, depth of RV life, depth of this certification, like focusing in on that. And then um, depth of what is it actually mean to choose myself to really feel whole and not that it has to be wholeness all the time, but know how to drop into that space of wholeness and listen and act more often than not. And, and then learning how to manage or regulate what happens after I do that. Um, Because I think I have an expectation that when I act from my heart, 
everything's just gonna like sync up and that's not always what happens or maybe that is what's happening even though it doesn't look like it and so the full the full life cycle of actually like really leaning into what that looks like so I think those are kind of the three things that I'm really focused on um and then I have like a whole list of things for 2021 that I'm like excited to start to dabble in, but it really feels like those are six months from now. And those happen once I've been able to like reestablish some of these foundations for me. Uh, and I'd like to, I, I'd like to laugh more. I, um, I was, I'm such a goofball. Like I'm so silly and like loud and energetic and like, I can be really obviously quiet and introspective and deep, but there's this part of me that's just like so quirky and doesn't take life seriously at all. And just is like laughing hysterically and getting people around me to just like laugh. And I'm, I miss that. And so um, I'm trying to just be more playful in my life. And I've found that the more I get connected to choosing myself, the easier the playfulness is seeming to come. So I'm just kind of paying attention to that. But yeah, I think that's my word of the year was brave. I still think that that is my word of the year. And I've been listening to a lot of Brene Brown audiobooks, and her braving is like her thing. And so it's kind of funny that she has like come back in to give it more context and layers and part of braving includes boundaries and like all this stuff. And so, yeah, it feels, even though I, when I landed on that word, I was like, Oh my God, that's so obvious and cheesy. But now I'm kind of like, no, that's, I mean, I still kind of feel that way, but I also really know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And similar to you, I don't have a very clear, indication of 2021 like at all (laughs) (laughs) and so I'm just trying to be on the stuff that I'm on like just focusing on those things and as new stuff shows up kind of gut checking it with myself of like is this now more important than one of these things if not I have like a um, list in my phone of stuff of like okay stuff to not forget and so but so far, I think these are, these feel like, like the steps. So, or the, the focuses for me. So. Bravery ties into it, but continuing to face fears and to be vulnerable, which vulnerability is for me innately a fear as well. Um, and just practicing standing in my truth. Cause I do think I'm going to face a lot in 2020 still and continue to face a lot that will make it challenging to be this new version of myself and people Mm. that have not met this new version of me yet or haven't really seen it in full and might not like it and being prepared for that yep i yeah Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh i know that one too yeah yeah that one i'm definitely on the road i feel like it's uh, easier to practice with people where stakes are a little bit lower and like, yeah you're I like have nice to meet you friends. see you later yeah yeah exactly like i have my friends from california that have like seen this process and like they're chill and then yeah it's like meeting new people and just yeah you could easily just be like well cool you don't like me Bye. but 
but uh, I think specifically going back to Wisconsin as what I consider to be a completely different person. And I think a lot of people will accept me and be like super happy and not even bat an eyelash. And I have a fear that some people won't and that I will back down to mm. an old self. And n- just knowing that, I feel like I won't do it just because I have that awareness, but. Or you will and you won't. And mm-hmm. that's the part that I meant of like the back half, the full cycle yeah. of it, of like <laughs> yeah. the concept, the execution, and then the, I don't know, what do sports teams do? The off season? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sports, ball, sports, sports, sports. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, this is great. I like, yeah. see, I, I like these conversations, even though they are a little uncomfortable for me, just from the standpoint of like, I am sharing a lot more than I think I do in a, a normal episode. But like you said, it is really cool. I think just to see that, like, we're on this journey too. We talk about it. We do share our journey with our guests, but to have the time for you and I just to be like, Hey, we're still hosting this podcast. We still don't really have it figured out. We're still in it with you guys. I'm still a fucking mess. Like I'm still a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, this is life. Like this is yeah. fucking life. And I'm sick of, I, I mean, whatever people can say it, but I am kind of sick of just like seeing people that are like, I, I mostly have it figured out. I'm past that. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. If you think no. you're past that, if you you're think you're past like, that, living, then you're not. You're yeah. absolutely not. Which, not to be like Let an elitist. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Right. Except and for not to be like not an elitist go- about yeah. it, but I'm just like, come on. I was like, no, actually. like, Because I, I used to feel so icky about that. Then I was like, everyone else doesn't figure it out. And I'm like, they're all fucking lying to themselves. <laughs> like, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm a fucking mess all the time. And I will continue to be a mess because that means I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm challenging myself. And do not look at me and pretend, you know, pretend that this is not honorable. <laughs> this mess is an honorable mess. <laughs> so I'm just going to know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do appreciate it. And especially because I can't burn these. So I'll have them for life to be able to go back to. Sure. Maybe I'll hire you to analyze my, <laughs> highlight my moments. My glasses to like push them up right now. I'll give you yeah. a report. It's like yes. uh, all those data companies that yeah. are both marketing. For Here the first 13 months. Gives you a gut no report. I noticed that. No, seriously, do you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I get that analytical, but <laughs> when I do it, it's just like trends. I'm just like, you've said this 14 times. Like, have you made a change or are you just saying it and not actually doing anything about it? So yeah. it's more that. Or it's like to get over things too like yeah. when when you're playing the the movie trailer of like past things and experiences that are no longer in your life versus the documentary of like oh yeah that's actually why that is not a part of my life anymore yeah. I think it's but in my cool. mind I'm romanticizing it yeah it's cool though to like for me I think that I get too wound up in the data of it and like too wrapped up in like overwhelmed in all mm-hmm. of the like oh my God, how does this fit? And then what does this do? Da, 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 da. And so for me, it's been more helpful to let it go and trust that whatever's coming up now is what has continued to, and I have the support structure to support me. But that's not to say that that's the right way for everybody. Like my mom is totally like you. 
and that's safety supports and data her. for me. <laughs> and maybe like that, you know, and yeah. maybe there's safety and data and it also still works for you, you know? Yeah. Like, and then for my mom too, I know that she, that's a, that's a way for her to be able to see how far she's come, which is pretty cool. So I'm like, there's merit to all of it, you know? So yeah. remember that I'm getting what I asked for. That's the other thing, Jordan. I'm like, asked for this in November of 2019. Yeah, you got to be careful with that one. <laughs> but here don't be careful because it's so much more fun. Just it really is. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. You asked for this one. <laughs> all right. Well, it was great to catch up. Yeah, you too. So, oh, there go. Oh, we have to say goodbye. Sorry, I was like, do you want me to send you this recording? <laughs> That's all I did. I'm just gonna add it like this. Yes, please uh, drop the so recording awkward. in the Google Drive right. for anyone who wonders what happens behind the scene <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Drop it in the drive. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Until next time.